Hello, this is your host Shane with Radical Rocks. Today we've got a very exciting episode. We're going to talk about some dino spots and dino happenings. We're going to talk about some of the newest gemstones that are really shining in the market. And these aren't the ones that you would normally expect, so it's going to be pretty neat. Uh, We're going to talk more about the great diamond find of Arkansas that just happened this last month. We're going to talk about uh, International Rock Day. And we're going to spend some time identifying jewelry, whether it's treasures or junk. And a few other interesting discussions such as black lava. Have you ever thought of using that for jewelry? Okay. And a couple little articles on uh, some happenings on the moon. So let's, before we get into it, I'd like to thank you guys for tuning in. I want to encourage you to go to our blog where you can find all of our links and connect with us in our social media, our YouTube videos, and all that good stuff. Um, If you go to our blogs, it's at radicalrocksusa.blogspot.com. Also, you can find Radical Rocks on MeWe, and I will leave those uh, addresses in the description of this podcast. So please remember, we are doing all things rocks, minerals, and lapidary. It's educational, it's community building, and you're a part of it. All we ask for is your likes, your comments, and sharing so that we can give back to rock hounding and to lapidary. So let's get right into it. All right, first off, I would like to talk about, see what pops up here. Let's talk about 10 really great spots for kids and dinosaurs. Now, I am going to blow through a lot of stuff, so if you're interested in getting more information on these articles and such, just go back and listen to the websites. I always tell you where I find this information or where you can find additional information online. This particular article is called The No which is K-N-O, or the, yeah, the no, T-H-E-K-N-O-W dot denverpost.com. And they talk about 10 really cool spots for kids and adults that are crazy about dinosaurs. There is a dinosaur national monument. Um, It is among five geological hotspots where people who love uh, earth science and dinosaurs can go and check it out. Some of the most important locations are going to be found at the Dinosaur National Monument. There's over 1,500 dinosaur bones. Uh, There's a quarry exhibit. There is all sorts of species and things like that that you can find out. Um, you'll love it. There's also another place called the Trail Through Time. It's about 26 miles west of Grand Junction, and you can go there and see dinosaurs that are actually encased in the rocks and uh, other things that you can look at. There's water there, so or, or you need to bring water because it's very hot, and um, they have all the instructions. There's a Garden Park fossil area near uh, uh, Canyon City, and there's a big fossil discovery there, um, signs, things like that to lead you through these trails to see these different fossils. There's the Royal uh, Gorge Dinosaur Experience, and that is one of the more newer uh, dinosaur adventures that you can find there, where they have life-size animatronic dinosaurs. 
um, a rope course, all kinds of neat stuff, a lab where um, kids can go and interact and do activities. So there's a walk. There's 16 life-size animatronic dinosaurs that will make you feel like you're just uh, in Jurassic Park. Then there's the Picket Wired Canyonlands. This is the largest dinosaur trackway in North America. It has more than 1,900 um, different dinosaurs and footprints that you can see. And uh, it's really neat. There's a guided tour there. There's a, you know, a, a area that you can walk through as well. So you might want to check that out if you are interested in those type of things. And next, we're going to go a little different direction and talk about that that diamond this uh we might have mentioned it but a little more clear information uh the diamond is the 12th largest diamond found at uh in arkansas at the crater of the diamond state park where you can pay to dig diamonds it's 6.39 carats about the size of a pumpkin seed so this has been a pretty really wonderful um discovery here this uh in the last few months and you can read about that at the Tex Arkan Gazette. It's T-E-X-A-R-K-A-N-A-G-A-Z-E-T-T-E dot com. And uh, just look up the Serendipity Diamond is the 12th largest found since 1972. And you can read all about that article. Pretty cool. All right. And next on the agenda... I found a little side point on uh, baby names, and it doesn't seem like that would have anything to do with uh, rocks and rock hounding and things like that, but they're saying that the the top 20 um, coolest kind of eco, uh, eco-friendly names um, for girls are, one of them is Luna, which is the moon, I thought that was kind of neat, and then there is um, Violet, uh, Poppy, if you like Poppy Agate, but there is ruby which is a gemstone and then of course jade so quite a few um for the boys one of the top 20 names was jasper which we know is a mineral and um, i think that was about it besides forest we all like to go to the forest to collect uh, rocks and gemstones so pretty cool um also jet which is a black gemstone jet is one of the names too that was one of these top 20 so kind of interesting that people would uh, name their children after gemstones now the next article um we're gonna go let's go past that i want to get some of the dinosaur stuff um out of the way there is a three-toed uh dinosaur that was found that is a pre-runner of birds they feel and this was found in brazil and it took them quite a while to figure out what it was but uh, this darn thing was almost 10 feet tall and um, had three toes and hollow limbs so this is some sort of they feel like uh, the precursor to a bird so pretty interesting if you want to read about that you can go to dailymail.co.uk and just look up uh, three-toed dinosaur I think it is okay fossilized foot of a three-toed dinosaur okay we'll move on to the next one here I'm trying to close these because everything's kind of lagging here. Now, what about a dolphin? Everybody loves dolphins, right? Well, 
at one time there was uh, dolphins. They were we've talked about this too somewhat, but they're finding more and more about this creature as they um, find more fossils and examine it more. This is not flipper. This is dolphin from you know from hell. He terrorized. He had teeth. He roamed the the oceans. They found some of them in South Carolina. They're some 16 feet long and had these teeth all over. I mean, they look really menacing, the picture that uh, depicts them here. Now, if you want to find out more about this interesting creature, you can go to um, www.sciencealert.com Massive Predatory Dolphins Once Terrorized Earth's Oceans is the title. Um, one other quick uh, fossil thing, actually I think there's two, but one is the new TV show Cowboys and Dinosaurs that is these guys who are ranchers in Wyoming and they've become um, dinosaur fossil hunters and they're Photo, you know, they're filming this for TV, and it's turned out to be very popular. It's very entertaining. Now, uh, some people think that it's bad that these people be able to collect their fossils. They think only professionals should do it, but uh, I'm not. I'm not in agreement with that. I think they should try to really document it well for educational purposes, and uh, I think they're doing that. I think they're one of the gentlemen actually did pay uh, to get a crash course in um, you know digging up these dinosaurs and, and doing it in a proper way so that is on the discovery channel if you want to check that out I found this at www.postregister.com where you can find more about it I believe this is the last little dinosaur tidbit um, Mount Issa, it's I-S-A, and this is in Australia. It says it's ready. Uh, they're open. They've been open since July the 10th, and um, they say they're open for business. This is a real popular place for um, going and seeing these dinosaurs. It's in uh, New South Wales, and um, people who are out there who have not been able to get out due to the virus and all that should be very happy. You can read about this in www.northweststar.com.au if you want to find out more about that. Now, let's get back to some more um, rocks um, or rock and mineral. I did talk about the um, Minamar Jade Mine. Um, where 170-some individuals were killed, 170 people left dead. Um, there is an article on www.straightsandtime.com where you can find out that um, they are blaming this on just poor government uh, regulation. Um, now, the article is closed to me, and I'm not going to subscribe to this, but uh, it's just saying that the government there, they've known about this mining, um, they've known about these dangers, and they just have not taken care of the people properly. So, you know, if you are in one of those countries, and just try to be safe, you know. Whenever you have dirt over your head, it doesn't take very much to to kill you. I know this was a whole other situation, but always it, it's a good reminder to us to be safe. All right, guess what, guys? We talked about that uh, fossil place being open in the U.K. Well... Um, here we have in uh, California, which is getting ready to close down again for some bizarre reason, um, I guess because they're testing more people. Um, 
people are not dying at the rate they were, but uh, they feel that they need to close everything down again. Uh, love it or hate it. There was a few things that got to open up before um, we decided to close everything down again. And this one is found in goldcountrymedia.com. And it talks about the um, a, sh- a show in Placer Valley, which is an old uh, 49ers. The 49ers was the ones that did the gold discovery in California in 1849. This is part of the 49, uh, 49ers area, Placer County. And um, they had a event. Sorry, i got to have a swig of coffee here filled with beautiful gems and minerals and things like that i think it was on the 10th um and it was just nice that they had the show there if you want to check that out you can go check that out at goldcountrymedia.com it's good to see some of the people doing their rock and gym shows again um the club is the roseville rock rollers what a cool name huh roseville rock rollers (laughs) So that's cool. If you want to visit their site, it's at rockrollers.com. They also have a Facebook page if you want to connect with them. I'm sure they would appreciate sharing and um, and communicating with you that way. Um, now, I want to talk about the moon real quick. Before we go into some of our keynote addresses, which are really good, so hang in there if you're just waiting for the rock stuff. Um, they found some what they thought was green goo on the moon. Now, China, you know, they, they went to the moon and they spent a lot of time there. Uh, 2019, a lot of this information's come back and they've been studying it and, and you know, extrapolating and trying to figure out what, what to make of the information, the pictures, the samples, all these things that they did. And this is on the dailymail.co.uk. And it says that uh, the green material that they thought was goo... It was not goo. It's a glassy mix of of minerals melted together by an asteroid impact. Um, And they said that actually the word goo was um, a translation error, that they never said goo. It was just a green glistening material. They didn't know what it was. Um, Turns out it's like a volcanic glass. I think there's some olivine in it, materials they believe, and other things like that. They feel that happened from some sort of impact, but it is kind of odd and kind of out of place, but that's what they've determined it is. One other thing about the moon, we talked about this, but uh, I thought it would be uh, worth repeating since there's been a lot of articles on it. Um, The moon is now said to be able to harbor more materials than ever thought possible. They didn't think there was a lot of minerals on the moon, but now they're finding that especially on the backside, there is a lot of minerals um, some of the most valuable ones, which I, I can't see why in the world they would want to mine iron there for Earth, but to maybe use it for um, projects out in space, that could be. But also, I believe um, titanium was, yes, titanium was another one that they discovered. And of course, um, President Trump has uh, initiated the space program and really giving it a boost and there is plans to be on the moon in uh, 2024 with a manned flight um, and also a manned flight for Mars so also has been approved mining on the moon and it's opened up to commercial uh, entrepreneurs and things like that to look at mining on the moon and um, partnering in programs and things like that so it'll be interesting to see what happens if you want to read about that go to www.mining-technology.com and you'll see the article called lunar gold rush 
can moon mining ever take off? And we'll have to see how that happens. Now, we've got some pretty cool topics. I want to talk about black lava. I found this article um, called bestgamingpro.com, bestgamingpro.com, and it said the top 10 best necklaces with black lavas 2020. This was published on July 11th by uh, Dainu Des, and they're trying to sell a lot of stuff on here, and some of it's the metaphysical type stuff. Um, I don't really dig into that on my site. Um, I can appreciate those who appreciate that, and um, you know, I've picked up on some of it myself. I've got a crystal Bible myself. It's very interesting the um, the the folklore and the metaphysical. Um, properties attributed to stones and things like that but they're just pretty you know i mean if you like rocks and you're not into all that they're really cool and you're going to be amazed there's some really cool stuff you can do with them and i'm going to talk about that so i'm going to go through these i'm not going to read uh or relay to you everything that they tell you but they have um the first one is this three pack of a single pearl choker necklace with black lava gemstone and um it's just a choker with this, and of course, um, it's uh, it. There's either a pearl in the middle with the lava, or one lava, or three lava beads. So these beads are being made out of this lava, and it looks really cool. They've also got them for men. There's a black lava necklace for men with a gemstone crystal um, for uh, the women with you know whatever kind of healing stone you want in it or whatever. But um, some of these lavas look like a little. Um, like a little like a quartz crystal kind of and they're pointed on one end or both ends and they've been you know they've been shaped to look like this now also there's a, a calm lava stone diffuser necklace now this is what i was talking about this is something you might not have ever thought of and i thought it was really interesting so lava is very porous and um, these materials that they're using one of them is a, a natural pumice this particular one and you can put um, an oil in there if you like um, you know aromatherapy type oils or a natural oil maybe some eucalyptus if you're not feeling good or maybe some lavender or whatever hits you you know whatever makes you happy and you put the you put that on the rock and it holds that oil and then you have that nice scent around your body right there around your neck where you can enjoy and smell that so and some of that can be actually healthy when you look into the oils and and the um, the different uh, things that they have now some of these are um, like a bead with holes drilled all in it like decorative you know as a design so that can be really absorb those oils and uh, give you kind of a really cool um, alternative uh, something a little different than just a regular uh, piece of jewelry and rock so they have uh, lava beads, stone rock beads, um, chakra beads, spacer beads, all these different beads they show you. Uh, they have triangle lava beads. These also are for the essential oils. And um, some of them, you know, most of them are black, just a pure black lava rock. Um, pretty neat. Um, let's see if I can see anything else here. Again, some of them are just beads. Some of them are kind of engraved. Some of them have different shapes to them. Um, but they are interesting, something different, and I think it could be very popular. So you might want to check that out, bestgamingpro.com. Pretty cool. All right, now I want to talk about a holiday that, that I wish was every day. 
International Rock Day. Now, it happened yesterday. I was not aware of this holiday. I hope I can remember it next year. July 13th, every year, is International Rock Day. And it's not for rock and roll. It's rocks. The ones that we love. Radical rocks, right? And you can look at this at www.republicworld.com. Um, and it's just called International Rock Day. History, meaning, significance, and ways to celebrate it. So, of course, we all know why we love rocks and minerals. It's just a day to celebrate rocks and, and, and understand that they are important. They cross so many different things. You know, you look at the different types of rocks, igneous, sedimentary, metamorphic, the studying of rocks, the geology, um, grains of materials and minerals, um, so how you celebrate it, it's up to you. You just try to spend the day or part of the day looking at rocks, learning about rocks. They say find a rock exploration. Go to a place where there's lots of natural rocks, maybe the beach or the mountains or your favorite collecting spot, right? And pick out some rocks and identify them. And then the second idea for celebrating International Rock Day is throw a rock party. There's rock collectors. Uh, of course, there's lapidary people, lapidary clubs, things like that. Uh, this would be a great uh, day or week to have a get-together and uh, encourage the members that aren't out there to get back together again and rekindle that uh, love. If you're able to do that, you know, maybe you can find a way to um, incorporate the... the the safe spacing and all that stuff, whatever's required in the area where you're at. So I thought that was really a cool article, um, International Rock Day. Now, one of our uh, keynote addresses, the last two are considered keynote addresses as far as I'm concerned, is going to be um, the latest jewelry and this stuff is neat. You know, a lot of times it's like a diamond or a special cut or something like that is what pops up when I when I check out what the latest trends are. But this was on www.prestigeonline.com. And you can look that up. It was written by Allison Class, K-L-A-S-S, on the 13th. And she's talking about the gemstones taking center stage. And one of them is a diamond. The very first one is a pink diamond. Uh, very popular. They have one displayed here that's gorgeous. These are super, um, super um, popular. And it says the presence of hydrogen creates pink, purple, and red diamonds. Boron absorption results in blue diamonds. So they do give some good information on these. And um, they're very expensive, by the way. $12.1 million dollars um, breaking the record per carat for this beautiful pink diamond that was 13.33 carats. So they have a picture of it there. Now, another uh, stone that has been quite popular, you've probably heard there was the movie uh, The Gem Cutter or something like that about the black opal, um, the willow opal. This is a black opal. It's uh, getting quite popular, and um, they talk about uh, this particular one here. It's going for 14 for over $14,000 per carat. Wow. Beautiful. Um, and Tiffany and company is pushing a lot of these black opals this year. They are fetching a really high dollar. Now here's one that I, you don't always hear about, and I'm not sure the pronunciation, but it's S-P-E-S-S-A-R-T-I-T-E. -S 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 -E. So spessorite, spessorite, garnet. 
It's a garnet. It's a beautiful orange garnet. I mean, it just glows. It's so warm. They come from Africa. Um, some of them are vivid orange to reddish orange. And it got its name from Spessart Bavaria in Germany, where it was first discovered. Very rare garnet. Um, it is about a 6.5 to 7.5 on the Mohs scale. And it really is a beauty. So if you want to find out more about that, you can. Um, they have one here that's over 16 carats that they have a picture of. They don't say how much it sells for, but I'm sure it's a pretty penny. Imperial Topaz. Um, this is a beautiful um, pink stone, looks like. It originates from Russia, uh, the Ural Mountains, and that is the source of the stone. The colors are like the sun, like the setting sun. Uh, yellow, red, pink, lavender, pink, orange, I guess a variety of colors, but pink is the rarest. And uh, orange, pink, topaz comes mainly now from uh, Brazil. So uh, if you had a piece of the really fine um, mineral from Russia of this uh, pink topaz, you would have something pretty collectible. All right, next is a conch pearl. These are a, a kind of a pink color, and they're gaining popularity. And some of them are quite valuable, especially when they're in the larger carrots. Okay. Um, says about 10,000 conches have to be harvested before one pearl can be found with less than 10% of them being considered gem quality. So it's a lot of work to come up with a beautiful pink conch um, pearl. Spindle is uh, another one that is gaining in popularity. It's one of these top 10 ones for those who are really in vogue. Uh, it is a beautiful ruby red is a very popular color. Ruby, by the way, is the gemstone for you who are born in July. Um, or those you know who were born in July. Uh, one other stone is rubellite. Uh, it's R-U-B-E-L-L-I-T-E. Very highly prized. This is a gorgeous pink, uh, the one that they have displayed here. It's from the tourmaline family, so you know it's got to be pretty hard, right? It's got trace amounts of magnesium that gives it these colors of red to violet to even pink. And uh, again, the pink is quite popular. A genuine... Uh, Rubellite must have a color. It must hold its color no matter what. Otherwise, it's no good. These are found in Brazil, Madagascar, Nigeria, Pakistan. Um, so they are found all over. Uh, there is some that uh, one here shown that is 66 carats. So they do get quite large. Uh, Hawkeye is another one which is a gemstone. It's a pseudomorph of quartz, and um, it is has uh, a beautiful shape. It has a hawk, hawkeye because it's essentially an unoxidized form of tiger's eye. It's like a blue um, color. It gets dissolved with this quartz and has traces of iron oxide that remain and that gives it this blue hue of a hawk's eye. While if it has more iron in it, it gives it a brownish gold of tiger eye. So there's the difference. Really pretty, about seven on the Mohs scale and um, they range from a blue-gray to a blue-green and um, not seeing where they find these at but uh, that's about it if you want to find out more about this article you can look that up at prestigeonline.com now for one of our other um, keynote addresses the collector's corner i thought this would be good i know rock hounds love searching and collecting and digging for rocks but some of us actually like to go to yard sales and um, estate sales and you know antique stores thrift stores when you're sorting through these things you know um 
you find jewelry and it's always wondering is it trash or treasure well this article here at ecommercebytes.com um, has an article called collector's corner identifying your stuff on jewelry it was written by uh, michelle alice on july the 11th and she says that there's two kinds of jewelry basically fashion um, also called costume jewelry and then fine jewelry fine jewelry is going to be made of gold and platinum and silver um, it's going to have um, you know really nice material like that where fashion jewelry could probably have base materials like copper brass um, pewter bronze wood and even plastic so she says here um, don't write off the imitation um, because some of these things can be very collectible and can be valuable so and some of it can even be as valuable as diamonds so it's pretty crazy now also some of the better more valuable gemstones were mined a long time ago so sometimes finding an older gemstone can mean it, it could be of a very high quality depending so some of the things you want to look at um, when you are evaluating the jewelry that you see is are there mint marks are there hallmarks are there names numbers symbols this could be stamped on the back of each piece it would be good to keep a good magnifying glass or a jeweler's loop with you um, a number such as 925 or 0.925 indicates that it's sterling silver. Need to... oh, let me turn that off. Just about running out of time here, guys. So you can see, you know, how much silver and gold is in it. Um, there's other things that you can do is bring a magnet. Uh, gold and silver aren't going to be attracted to a magnet where iron, uh, nickel, and steel will. So um, that doesn't, you know, tell you 100% everything that's valuable, but at least if you see something that looks like gold and it's not magnetic, well, you know, it might be, it might be gold. It might be, if it is magnetic, it definitely isn't gold. Okay. Also looking for um, company names like Tiffany um, and different brand names like that can be very valuable. So if you can get it at a good price, um, then, you know, it might be worth something, um, it might be worth a few bucks. So they talk about collector's marks. Um, vintage pieces are rel relatively common, sell for more than $50 uh, or more. So these, even these ones that are not true gemstones could be worth something. So that's something to keep in mind. So if you want to check that article out, you can go to ecommercebytes.com and look it up. Also, guys, Rock and Gym Magazine. Uh, I hate to end this without talking about Rock and Gym Magazine, but go there and there is a great article on rock tumbling. I forgot to talk about this in the description, but um, they have a video there. They talk about exploring rock tumbling, how to pick the right tumbler. Um, you can go to rocktumbler.com, they say. I, I haven't gone there, but the barrel size is important how much rock you put in there. This is a great hobby for kids and adults of all ages. And, um, you know, it can be, the equipment can be bought without having to, you know, put your house into hawk. It's not like buying a big saw where it's thousands of dollars. You could probably get started for, um, you know, a hundred or two hundred dollars with really excellent equipment and materials, or you could get started for under a hundred dollars and buy something used or, you know, you could go the Harbor Freight way. I've heard so many people having bad luck with Harbor Freight stuff. I really don't want to recommend it. But um, 
you certainly can buy a better tumbler used somewhere for under $100. All right. Um, you can check that out at rock, the letter N, gym.com, and look at the video and read more about rock tumbling, a really great way to get into the hobby. So, guys, that's about it. Um, just check out our blog again at radicalrocksusa.blogspot.com. And remember, rock hounds don't die, they petrify. <laughs>